6.44, and we are at 63 degrees outside the Apple Tree Automotive Superstore Studios. Welcome into First News on 570. It is the Wednesday edition, and that means Pete Callender from the Pete Callender Show podcast and the PeteCallenderShow.com joins us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, I am well. Good morning. Oh, another busy week in the news cycle this week, <laughs> huh? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you're, you're old enough to remember back when the summertime would kind of roll through and all of a sudden, it seemed like there were no, uh, there was no news. Every day was a slow news day. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. What happened to well, those days? Yeah, I know, right? Where it was like you were coming in, and you were going, "Okay, how do I repurpose this headline from yesterday, right, to make it sound <laughs> fresh?" Uh, and now it's like, "Hey, uh, I need to repurpose that headline from 36 seconds ago because the story changed again." Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Yesterday, Pete, was the one-year anniversary of uh, the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Uh, and obviously, there was, much, there was much going on yesterday in Minneapolis. But there was a significant uh, incident that took place uh, with reporters at George Floyd Square, which is uh, just near that food store where, this inc- where the original incident unfolded. And I thought it was – I don't know. I just – to me, this is the sound of what defunding the police – actually sounds like and i want to play a little sound bite for you here again this is from yesterday this is as reporters were on the air this bill of comprehensive police reform uh, to be uh, to, just got to be careful here with some gunshots excuse us, excuse us. it sounds like gunshots i'll let you know that's just uh, – and it goes on for a little more. I have to stop it, though, because there is some uh, unsettling language there. Right. Um, yeah. I, I just – you know, to me, when you look at how the – there was people that were there in the street. They were – I mean, these guys were live on the air at the time. And this is where this breaks out. And now to find out police didn't even respond to it, and they were able to watch one of the suspects just drive off. Mm-hmm. This is what defunding the police sounds like. Well, it's also it, it speaks to the culture of criminality that now we are accepting, right? That's uh, that's they go hand in hand, right? If you say you don't want any police out there, I mean, the first thing I thought, I don't know about you, but when I was watching the video, the very first thing I thought was, you know, quick, somebody call the social workers. Where right. are the violence interrupters <laughs> when we need them? Right, um, right. Yeah, and, and that was a shootout that occurred right there at right. the uh, the totally peaceful uh, George Floyd Square. You know, in true bonfire of the vanities form, this is where we're going to go to celebrate the life of a of a man who, yes, was murdered by this cop, but also you know wasn't exactly a model citizen. So when you hold up people like that as the the avatar. Uh, for good citizenry, is it a surprise that we are celebrating a culture of criminality and then criminals feel like, hey, this is the culture and this is what is expected and, uh, you know, these are the rules I've got to play with in order to survive in this society. It's they they are connected. And I guess we are doomed to repeat the same mistakes that people made in, you know, prior generations before they started cracking down with more laws and, you know, stop and frisk policies and stuff that were aimed at getting at the root of this very same thing. So one of the reasons that this sticks out to me is because of a headline that we have this morning uh, (laughs) that involves police funding here in Asheville. And I'll read it to you kind of verbatim as I have it here is funding for the Asheville Police Department is staying the same in the city's proposed budget. (gasps) Here's the here's the key line. (laughs) City officials said this week they're hoping that the department can use some of the money, quote, saved 
from some of its 70 vacancies to fulfill needs in other areas. Now, I would argue that those positions are not positions that have just been done away with. Those positions are positions that are vacant because they can't get anybody that wants to be a cop. Right. Correct. So therefore, you're taking this money that is supposed to keep us at a 240 officer level for the police department, and now we're just going to shift that money somewhere else. Right. For salary adjustments and overtime training. And it seems like, well, this is um, this seems moronic to me. Well, remember, there were also what I think three positions at the office for the receptionists and they're all right. they all resigned or retired all at the same time. And those right. positions are all empty. And then, of course, you've got the progressives and the LARPing temporary anarchists out there that are like, oh, my gosh, what? I can't get any paperwork done at the police office. You know, like now all of a sudden they demand <laughs> the service, right. uh, customer service from the department that they're demanding be defunded. And by the way, these same folks are celebrating the fact that cops are essentially leaving the profession. Right. They're saying, well, if we can't defund them, right, we can't get rid of the de- the police department, abolish the police. This is the next best thing, basically, is to right. make the profession right so scary that, they, that nobody wants to do the job. And, you know, same goal, which, again, gives a lot of space for the criminal element to operate. And so these folks are essentially propping up that kind of a culture. Yeah, it's a, it is. It's startling. Um, but somehow at the same time, it's not yet shocking when you talk about. Uh, the fact that crime has been on the rise for as long as it has, I would argue, well over more than a year, because I think it started long before the George Floyd situation. I think we were seeing an increase in crime. Uh, and the fact that the answer to it seems to be less resources. But, you know, and this is nationwide that we're yeah. seeing this. I mean, again, Minneapolis defunded their police department by six million dollars <laughs> only in turn to have to dump thirty five million dollars into it. Uh, after their homicide rate increased like a hundred and twenty eight and a half percent or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. It is. It is remarkable how profoundly bad the ideas from the left are. Like it, it, it does. It, it makes you it, it takes your breath away sometimes. Like the things that they rail against, like, for example, in Asheville, right, they're all against the hotels, bad hotel, bad hotel. And then what you see the city council taking the federal money and they're going to put up homeless people in the hotels. So imagine if all those hotels had not been built, you would not have a place to put all of these uh, homeless people, right? So, like, your bad idea, thank goodness, I mean, they did do the moratorium for the hotels, but they, these bad ideas, they take root in cities, and Minneapolis is a good example of it. And you end up spending way more money to fix the bad ideas from these progressives than you otherwise would have. Here we go. You can find more from Pete Callender at the PeteCallenderShow.com, uh, the Pete Callender Show podcast, a daily show every single day. Drops right into your little uh, podcast box there if you subscribe to it. And then check out the, the Patreon page as well, the PeteCallenderShow.com. Pete, we always appreciate it, sir. We look forward to catching up with you next week, same time, same channel. Thanks, Mark. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks, brother. 851, 64 degrees right now. Here's weather and traffic.